Pandemonium Reigns. Hello and welcome to Pandemonium Reigns, where Pandemonium is still raining. What do I do with my hands? What do I do? I don't know what to do with my hands. So, (laughs) typically, fans, friendly, friendly, friends and family, we will typically, Pandemonium Reigns, Mike and I will cover Tennessee and then everything outside of the world of Tennessee, but we were (laughs) in the stadium on Saturday and we didn't get home from the uh, the stadium on Saturday until very late. Uh, so we don't know what happened in the rest of the world. I let us know. know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, and we don't care. <laughs> no. Um, did, were other games actually played? Did they bother to play other games Saturday? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know why they did. If they, I mean, God, there was only one game. So I don't know. Here's yeah. the here's the better question: Are we going to get to play on Saturday? We need goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress, right? <laughs> it's a work in progress, like. Uh, we're taking a lot of heat for asking the fans <laughs> to hit the GoFundMe page. And I actually took some heat from that from the gym this morning. And it's like real classy move by Tennessee to, you know, not front that money and make the fans pay for it. Well, I'm like, well, the fans are the ones who tore it down. <laughs> yeah. Look, dude, if, if I was a, a more charitable person, I'd give every dime I had to this. I don't care. Right. I don't care. You, you know, look, this is just this is who Danny Watt is. He's a fundraiser. He's a master financial advisor. I mean, Danny, teach me something, brother. You know, Peyton wrote that check before he left the venue, son. I mean, <laughs> Peyton, before he got out of the stadium, he's like, let me get my checkbook. What's your cash out, Danny? <laughs> that thing is covered as soon as they don't have put covered. up. You know, it's fine. I'm just to- no practice for Chase McGrath this week because there's no field goal posts. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think about that oh gosh yeah, well i mean obviously they do have the the indoor facility yeah. and, and everything else but yeah you know coach hop was like hey man you see that cloud right there why don't you aim for that thing just aim, just just find a find a target man Go hit it. hey coach can we practice in the stadium this week no we ain't got no post we ain't got no grass <laughs> Grass, dude. Oh, you know it's been auctioned off right literally yeah you know. <laughs> yeah it's on ebay yeah. it's on ebay oh, again I even... if i wasn't if i wasn't so cheap you know maybe <laughs> you got i was scrolling on tiktok before we started this uh recording here and a bunch of people are all man tennessee's acting like they just won the super bowl tennessee's acting like they just won the national championship i just so i just want to kind of start the show by saying this listen find me another program it's been as down as long as we have that has endured what we have. You're talking about what four coaches in 10 years. You're, uh, you're, you're roughly. Yeah. You're talking about your, your best seasons being what 2015 and 2016 and it 16 ended with mediocrity yeah. and, and 15 had, had a, had its own set of disappointments. Yeah. You're, you're talking about 15 years of this game against Alabama with two of them being close, two of yeah. them. So you know what? We did just win the Super Bowl. Of yeah. course, we're going to act like that. Of course. I yeah, mean, that that was the actual exorcism of of all that stuff. I mean, and you know, if anyone wants to say that, listen. If you're outside the SEC and you've beaten Alabama 
props because you've won a major bowl or you've won a national championship or you've won a playoff game. You know, look at you, Ohio State, Clemson, yeah. Georgia last year in the in the national championship. But Georgia's not even and I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying Georgia's not beating them in Atlanta. Um, again, they've beaten them in the national championship. Um, but you got to go back to what? Oh, seven, oh eight for that for a Georgia win outside of it uh, outside of the national championship yeah okay and then um we talk about this a lot a a lot but the last sec east quarterback to beat alabama in the regular season is hendon hooker right now whereas it was stephen garcia in the 2010 season 12 years so listen sure say it you know get those jokes off say whatever you want but tennessee is currently the third fourth ranked team in the nation as they should be if not higher based on the resume and again in the regular season you got to go back to steven garcia in the 2010 season for Mm -hmm. an alabama loss to an sec east opponent in the regular season and again it's not like it's been happening in the sec championship game it's it's barely happening in in bowl games in the playoffs i mean it's it's the dynasty of of all dynasties it just is so yeah if you're auburn props to you guys we appreciate we love the way that you beat these guys lsu you've done it occasionally love you appreciate you for that Ole miss mm-hmm. you've had your times mm-hmm. um hopefully you do it again this year that would be that'd be cool with me mm-hmm. um but get those jokes off but you don't have much ground to stand on yeah and and here's here's another stat we are oh and 39 since 2007 <laughs> against top 10 opponents so i think you said it best we exercise is it exercised exorcised yeah. we we cast out that demon in (laughs) in jesus name so you know what like i think the i think the problem is is you don't like it you don't (laughs) that's it i think i I will be honest with you i had i had a a georgia guy tell me today he said listen i would i would kill for my team to have been a part of a scene like that yeah i mean Boy, and we can we can either segue into that now or later. But you know, I've had so many people, just friends and uh, just people I've talked about the game with. They were like, "Did you run down on the field?" And I was like, "I didn't. I couldn't take my eyes away from it. the The sea of people. I've got about a fifty five second minute video on my phone of that. Mm-hmm. Just eating that up. I mean, we were there easily, easily for forty five minutes after the game ended, mm-hmm. if not longer." Mm-hmm. Um, just soaking it up, nobody leaving except for those in crimson. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just an unreal environment. So I get why you want to be a part of that. Nobody's done it. No, yeah. I mean nobody nobody really does it. I mean that's just what that's what they've built. Exactly. So you got to relish it. And, and maybe I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but it, it feels a lot more stable. And and listen, beating Alabama is kind of proof of that, but. It feels a lot more stable than ending the Florida streak in 16, the way that it was done coming off Mm. of that 15 season and those losses. Uh, It feels different now. You know, there's still so, I mean, we're early in this era, but things feel right. They feel different. The team is playing. Listen, the defense has work to do, but they're everybody is playing to 110% of their abilities right now. And how can you even be mad at the defense? Because it's not like they're they're not. It's not like a lack of effort because they're they're playing hard, right? Right. But right. I want to come in what you just said. It, it it feels that's the word. It feels different. We said that in the Butch era. Yeah. Right. We even said yeah. that early in the Pruitt era. Sure. Sure. 
but we've we've we have felt this before and i'm and i listen y'all it feels different than that yeah it just and i think i would have said this pre-alabama game yes i, I would have as well um because you know before the alabama game sure we were all a little concerned with how the florida game closed out we were excited no doubt but sure. we were concerned but we talked about that pit game and, and notice i skipped over a monster win versus a west opponent on the road i, I skipped over that that's saying a lot mm-hmm. and also we, we were talking about that pit game saying tennessee's not won that game whether it was a conference game that they sh- you know were in position to win but lost things mm-hmm. like that it's just different things are happening all in one season than have happened you know consistently for a very long time that's why it feels it feels more stable it feels different to me yeah no absolutely it is sta- i think stable is a great way of describing it and and in my mind i don't think that the offense is going to be able to sustain this level of product- product- sure. productivity over the years obviously sure. it'd be interesting to see how the rest of this season folds out but the defense can only get better absolutely i mean I, you know, we did, we haven't talked about this, you and I, to my knowledge, and I didn't realize it real time, but we had a walk-on corner, uh, uh, you know, walk-on corner that closed out the game, closed out the game in a way that forced Alabama to kick a 49-yard field goal. Um, So, I mean, we're, we're digging deep into just the bodies that we have. We've got six, something like six secondary players on the way in the class that's coming. You've got young guys that are hopefully developing and only getting healthier and, and more knowledgeable now. So the defense can only go up. The offense will probably plateau or, you know, you'll see guys kind of figure it out more. But I'll say to that, we were worried about that coming into the season. Um, the offense has a lot of differences this year. One, we're able to run a lot more successful, even if it's just three or four yards on a second and 10 that gets you in a third and medium. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's, you know, third and short, we've gone under center more times than I can really name so far. We didn't do that last year. Yeah. And the pass, the passing game last year, you know, it was a lot of the screens, uh, line of scrimmage throws. There's far less of those and, and more digs and comebacks and, and bombs over Baghdad. Bro, um, did you hear that? Jalen Hot just scored again. Number six. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, that is so crazy. But, yeah, there's differences, man. That's what I'm kind of saying, too, is I think it will change and there will be plateaus mm-hmm. and there will be a monster task. I don't care who it is, a monster task of one day replacing Hinton Hooker, one day that's closer than I wish it was. Gosh. Mm-hmm. But so it's going to change. But the defense can literally only go up. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're Okay, you're triggering more thoughts for me. I want to use two examples here that ha- or that are – indicators of the change inside of this football team from last year even to the early part of this year so you and I were in there for Saturday and you were in there for Tennessee Florida Tennessee Florida onside kick Florida recovers the air comes out of the stadium yes it did you can feel it right absolutely the the fumble scoop and score that took place on Saturday with Dallas Turner that air did not come out of the stadium it's almost like the fans got pissed off there, yeah. was, there was a bit of an uproar, and I'm going, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, so that's one indicator, like, hey, things are different. The yeah. second one, I don't know if you saw this. I don't, I don't know what the down and distance is. I don't know what quarter it is. I don't know. But 
Jeremiah Crawford that we're kind of in a huddle. I don't really know what's happening. Did right. You Did you yeah. See he throws up on the field. Yeah. And he looks at the Alabama defenders and nods his head. Like, yeah, yeah that's what's up. Like, yeah, dude. Come and on. I, I can tell that it must have been, I believe, let's see. It would have been third quarter, I believe, based on just Jeremiah the direction Crawford. the team was going. Oh, that's Jeremiah yeah, Crawford. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The direction the team was going. And listen, there was a lot of official reviews and a lot of, you know, fans in the stadium, whereas you're hearing things live on TV and you're a lot more in the know, we're kind of, you know, all often going, well, what are they reviewing? Can, that, can we get a replay? Yeah. You know, this and that. Uh, did the officials know what down it is? No, they don't. And <laughs> and that's just one of those amazing moments that we missed. And watching the video of that is just insane, insane. And if you don't mind, I, I think that's a perfect segue there. I mean, Gerald Mincy starts the season at left tackle. Mm-hmm. The offensive line was, a, a, like we've talked about, a weakness and a concern for us. I mean, one of a, a big concerns because you've got to keep Hinton Hooker safe, upright, mm-hmm. and, you know, don't let him get killed. And it, it hasn't mattered who's played left tackle. The running game has improved not only from last year to, to this year, from week to week it's improved. Yeah. The competition has been stouter. The running game has been better. Um, you look at the defense, and we talked about it. We talked about literally playing a walk-on at corner. You've got a guy, in J- Jalen McCullough, that's played 450 career games at Tennessee, just about exaggeration, excuse me, but he's played a lot of football. Yeah. you got Denise go slaughter that goes in you got wesley walker back there at times mm-hmm. you've got warren burrell who also has played maybe even more games than Jalen mccullough and he's not able to go even in that florida game i mean it hasn't mattered who's been in it's just things are clicking and things are working and again talking about overcoming that late scoop and score that's that's the moment that things have broken for so long yes. for tennessee yes and, yes and it didn't matter on saturday yeah, and I think your fan base was an indicator. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 after that play, I sat down and I buried my face in my hands and I went, yep, here we go. This is just, this is what happens. Yeah. And I have to stand up because there's a lot of noise in the stadium. I'm going like, what is everybody like? No, they're pissed. Like, yeah. They're, they're pissed off. Yep. Uh, whereas in years past, it's just everybody's doing what I did. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. um, the left tackle position, as you were talking about, a position of concern going into the season, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, and it turns out that Mincy and Crawford are near interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. It turns absolutely. it turns out that either one of those guys can basically uh, keep old Will Anderson from registering a stat. Yeah, I mean, three tackles for uh, listen, y'all. A consensus. I mean everybody's like top three, maybe number one pick for the draft coming up consensus. Like a a guy you and I both said should have won the Heisman last year, or at least should have been there. Should have been there over Aiden Hutchinson. I would say it should have been there. He definitely should have been over Aiden Hutchinson and and he probably would have got my vote. Yeah. I mean, it would have been hard to talk me out of it. And he has three total tackles. One, I think was solo half a tackle for loss. And you look down the statistics for that front seven and that's just kind of like the norm for that day that's just what Tennessee's front did to keep the run game safe to keep the yard you know the down and distance safe it's just what they did yeah I mean it (laughs) just remarkable just remarkable what here's this and and I'm sure you may recall but 
we talked about in the offseason that Glenn Ellaby was getting some looks, getting some talk for, you know, potentially being scooped away from Tennessee. I think Georgia was even interested when Matt Luke stepped away from coaching, um, and that's a big deal. And it's it's clicking for me now because I didn't necessarily know why coming off of last year. Sure, it's, you know, kind of a also thrown together group last year. Mm-hmm. But, boy, have they gelled. They are – they play angry football. They have gotten so much better, again, week to week, not only year to date. Um, so it all makes sense for me why Glenn Ellaby was, you know, being talked about, getting looked at for jobs. And I hope the staff stays together. I don't want to see any member of the staff go anywhere. I would love for this to, to pull a Clemson there for a while and just keep some continuity. Absolutely. Uh, hey, as we transition conversation here just a little bit, <clears throat> I want to shout out Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young is that dude. He is unbelievable. It's it, he he was he's one of few guys who showed up for them that day. I mean, we did not get we did not get the best Alabama. I will no. I will I will I will I will sit here and and admit that that you oh, got, yeah. you had a really good Tennessee show up that day, and you had a very average. Alabama show up this day. I'm going to even go so far as to say that Saban got out coached yes. in some departments. Uh, so in, 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 in a reverence to Bryce young dude, I hope he has a long, healthy yes. NFL career. He is probably the best I have ever seen at eluding pressure and keeping his eyes upfield and finding the open guy. It is absolutely remarkable. It, it is. It's, it's as a football fan, I just I just love watching him play. I hate who he plays for, obviously. Sure, yeah. But I mean, any comments on Young there? Oh, and listen, I I had the man. We talked about my man crush for Bryce Young from afar because again, I hate who he plays for. And you know, again, and this is preseason talk. This is record prediction stuff. Mm-hmm. Have so much respect for him. How bad was he hurt? I don't know. Um, he didn't look hurt. He did get hit. And he stayed in that game for the full. I mean, I don't think took he some came shots. out of that game. Took some, took some legit shots. I mean, some legit shots. Even um, once to the helmet. Yeah, he did. We'll very, admit that. Very probably a target there. But hey, if we want to talk officiating, we can. But we will. Just not yet. Cool. <laughs> we'll get there then. But yeah, he's that dude, man. I, listen, I, I think he'll go pro. He should go pro. Oh, he's going pro. Don't come back. I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to play again. If we beat Georgia, we'll probably see you again. Um, but that dude, remarkable, remarkable football player. I think I'm going to have to recant what I said, that if if Bryce Young doesn't play, I don't really think there's a difference. Oh, there's a difference. There's Massive difference, especially, listen, the way that game played out when Tennessee's up 28 to 10, if Tennessee gets up 28 to 10 on Jalen Milrow, yeah. boy, that game could have finished ugly. It could have. It could have. Absolutely. So, listen, props to Bryce Young. Hey, go find you a protein that I can root for and get behind, and, you know, I'll, I'll be happy for you. The and stay second, healthy. The second Alabama guy I want to commend here and give props to is Mr. Colton Brown. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's a fact. And while we're at it, I'm going to mention Wayne Walden, too. But okay. The, okay, our buddies, two of our buddies that were also at the game. Yeah. And – and listen, you know, if you're online, if you're on Twitter, if you're on if you're on Facebook, you're seeing a lot of Alabama fans comment and make ridiculous comments and make make themselves look like children. Not our buddies Colton and Wayne, man. Just took the loss like two yeah. champs. Cody. Don't forget Cody and JP. Oh yeah, Cody. 
yeah. Cody, JP. Yeah. 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 I mean, took the loss like champs. It does, you know, it does happen. Tennessee does beat Alabama. Um, it is a thing that really does happen. So taking the loss like champs, we appreciate it. But yeah, we were with Colton that entire game and he was like, this is worth every, every penny that I paid for this. So he, I don't know if you saw this. So listeners out there, Colton was in between Michael and I, I don't, we, I had joked about it, putting him in the middle and then it just ended up happening. Yeah. So anyway, he's, he, he's, I'm throwing him under the bus. I, I don't care. He's such a good dude. So he's Miller lighting to, to uh, the whole time, two of them things, the, the, like the whole game. And that, that kick goes through the uprights and he's got this biggest smile on his face. And he looks at me and he says, man, this is awesome. <laughs> like he just lost. And he's like, man, this, this is awesome. This is incredible. He's like, I didn't at, hear that. So that's like, awesome. He's like, look at that, man. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't hear that. So props to my man. And uh, uh, the guy turns around and in, 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 in pure, true, great fandom, lights the cigars for us, right? Yeah, cuts right. Them, as I cut them for us and, and lights them for us. Um, Michael and I lost our cigar virginity. On, <laughs> at least I did. I don't know if you did or not, but I lost yeah. mine on Saturday. Um, I've been waiting since 06, obviously. Yeah. But, hey, uh, just through the lens of Alabama for a second, I thought Kool-Aid McKinstry played a heck of a game. We, we, we have obviously raved about uh, Bryce Young. Obviously thought Jermaine Gibbs had a great day. I will say that if he catches, I believe, that third down, yes, we're, we're probably looking at a different outcome. Absolutely. Right? Uh, Rockard would have to miss again. Or, or yes. you know, who, who even knows? Maybe they get into the end zone. I mean. That's possible on that play, who, yes. Who knows? Um. Jermaine Burton had one heck of a catch, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he had a drop as well. Their their receiving unit was average, but they had some dudes uh, really step up. Even their other corner had a pretty good day, but the safeties, this is where I'm going to tell you that Saban got out coached because yes. they kept finding ways to line up Hyatt over Helms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at a certain point, this is why I'm not a coach, but at a certain point, and I, heck, I even do this on NCAA 2014. If, if things aren't working, I will start throwing anything, whether it's computer, whether I'm playing you, mm-hmm. I'm going to try everything in the book to avoid, you know, it, giving up points if I'm getting scored on at will. Mm-hmm. And and Tennessee just kept forcing it. Um, Cole Kublick had a, a tweet talking about four out mm-hmm. of – Hyatt's five touchdowns came out of the stack and the, and the Mm -hmm. bunch looks. And I just don't know how Alabama kept allowing that to happen or Tennessee kept forcing that to happen. I don't know how, I don't know how at a certain point he didn't just have two or three guys on him that were like, don't let him touch the ball. Um, I I don't know. Um, It just a remarkable, remarkable performance, 200 yards and five touchdowns against Alabama. I mean, just absolutely remarkable showing off everything, every tool in the box that we hoped for when we signed Jalen Hyatt because we knew about his speed and he's shown it at times for sure, Mm -hmm. but he showed it for 60 minutes on Saturday and was responsible for, I mean, five touchdowns against Alabama, 207 and five. And think about this, Hooker ended with 385. And Hyatt was responsible for 207 of those. 
Yeah. You know what? Hooker's getting a lot of praise, and which he should because he, yeah. he he was elite. Okay? Yes. But Hyatt made him look elite. He, he certainly helped, and, and that is a thing. That's a common theme, you know. Uh, Bryce Young is doing it right now without that elite receiver play that he got a year ago and, th- and you know, things like that. But every different – it's a different receiver every week for Hooker right now. Against Florida, Ramel Keaton making the, the grab yeah. of the oh, 2000s. Good point. Yeah. Cedric Tillman having 100-plus yards. They all chipped in last week at, at times. And then Jalen Hyatt's like, I got you. What you I got you. What you is. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just – I'm so giddy. Oh, uh, man. So, on the drive home, I didn't, I didn't tell you this. Uh, I had a three-and-a-half-hour drive home from Knoxville to Gainesville, Georgia, and – I, I, I found every podcast I could, which there wasn't many. Wes Rucker had one on Go Vols, and there were, there were some other things. And every now and then, I would just stop it and play I Hate Alabama by Morgan Wallen. <laughs> <laughs> or Connor, right? Yeah, and or yeah, yeah, yeah. And and every now and then I would just stop it and play Dixieland a lot. And what the the I got to send you this video because I have a video of Colton out. He is <laughs> he is slap gone, and I'm like snap it in his face and he is gone and i'm just i'm just in my fields grinning it is it's 2 30 in the morning i'm not home yet i'm still in the car and i'm like i don't care i don't care i just don't care i I don't care so um i want to i want to come so before the game on saturday on Friday, I believe I went on TikTok and, and I made a post about, hey, here's what Tennessee has to do to win. And I said it's it's just going to come down to the offensive line for Tennessee. Period. It, it's it's it, in order for Tennessee to win, t- the offensive line has to play well. Yeah. Um. And I said you, you you've got to do better than the 55 or 65 rushing yards that you did last year against Bama. And just just throwing the numbers out here, uh, Hyatt, not Hyatt, uh, Wright, uh, and Small. Let's see here. Wright had 12 carries. Small had 12 carries. And they combined for 124 yards. Okay. That'll do. That'll do, Donkey. And, of course, that obviously doesn't account for the stats that Hooker had rushing. Obviously, most of those were not designed. However, in regards to the offensive line, can we talk about the time that they gave Hooker? Yeah, I mean, we already hinted this, but just through the lens of like, he got sacked once and he had time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about the deep balls that he threw. Yeah, Hyatt was quick and getting down there, but my goodness, the time he had, that he had. He had time. Um, Alabama, like we talked about, I mean, we, we've only mentioned Will Anderson so far, but there's there's not anyone that's shabby in that front. Um when it comes to pass rush, they have this cheetah package that we talked about. They have Dallas Turner. They have their own Byron Young. They have Jaheim Otis. That's 700 pounds large. I mean, they've got dudes. They always do. So I was actually reading in the Bible today. Um, I'm a youth pastor y'all and we're, we're traveling through the old Testament. And I got to where David as a boy, he's anointed King and he goes to fight Goliath fighting, fighting his King's battles, by the way. And it turns out, that Goliath's name translated in Hebrew is Jahim. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. I'm making a well joke. Done. Saying well that done. Dude, that dude, you're in the face. I was like, wait a second. I'm going to have to bring Got me. See here. Got me. Jahim Got me. Otis is translated Goliath. Yeah. In, absolutely. And Philistine. 
language. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he had time like we've talked about. <laughs> you know, there was pressure on hey, credit to Alabama. They got Hinton Hooker's first interception of the season. They almost got two. Great play. Interference, absolutely great play. And it was Helms redeeming himself, I believe. And, yeah, it was. And a bad ball by Hooker. Yeah, yes, but I was gonna say there was more pressure in his face than his usual throw. It, it sped him up just a little bit. Sure. The throw, the throw was a little bit of an airmail. Obviously targeted for Jalen Hyatt, um, but but again they got pressure a little bit more, even if it was perceived pressure instead of real real pressure, um, that caused that that throw to be a little bit higher than than he wanted. Probably sped him up a little bit, mm-hmm. but I mean that if we, if you talk about Hooker, he put up numbers. He had the performance, and again powered by Jalen Hyatt, powered by that offensive line, powered by his running game, keeping him out of third and ten every time, but. He had a performance that'll keep him in the Heisman conversation, absolutely. I mean, um, but again, that that those dudes put him in that position. If if Hendon Hooker travels to New York, he should have a ten man entourage. Absolutely. Get get both left tackles to stand behind him. Get Carvin. Get Coop. Get Darnell, who I believe was SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. Was he, was. he not confirmed? He was. <sighs> so. Again, a position of concern going into this season has just turned out to be stellar. I mean, that was a stellar performance, right? It was otherworldly. And and I know um, I'd kind of forgotten one thing I wanted to mention. You know, we'd looked at the deep deep ball that was more of a catch and run behind up the right seam. Mm -hmm. Um, And we saw Will Anderson drop into a spa there. And then I believe we saw – video of the the throw to to uh brew to set up i believe the field goal maybe off but again there You're was right. like there was like two guys sitting there spine hinden y'all there was there was 15 seconds left in the game why would he run i mean i, I get it to an extent but like that's where i think saban and a certainly pete golding and those guys they got out coached man and and i think you know saban talked about them being tight um, they weren't doing their the chance that they do coming out of the tunnel and the locker room and all that, but Tennessee forced that and they allowed that to continue. They kept the pressure on, even when they lost the lead, they just went right down. They went right back and tied it and took the lead back. I mean, just kept the pressure there the whole game and, and forced, forced a lot of those situations that Alabama found themselves in. My mind went to Tennessee 40, 2015 where we got into those fourth and long situations against Florida and we spied. <laughs> yeah, that is a great point, And that's what it kind of looked like. And I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Now, In I get, that situation, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, Hendon, obviously a, a better runner than Will Greer will ever be on his oh, best yeah. day, but the, the, the down and distance and time situation tells you like, go get him, go, yes. go, go get him. Yeah, don't I, I, give him any time. I mean, don't give him time to pass. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't make sense. Maybe, maybe they realize, hey, we, we can't, we can't get there. Yeah, and maybe, maybe our, we can't, we can't tie this roll. We can't get it to move. <laughs> but also, if you're going to spy Hidden Hooker, and and again, we're credit where it's due for him as a runner. He's a warrior. He takes pops that we've talked about Josh Dobbs avoiding in his time. But if you're going to spy Hidden Hooker. Maybe not do it with the top three. Maybe first overall pick Will Anderson. Maybe do it with someone a little more dispensable, and let Will Anderson get after it. Just give him opportunities because 
<laughs> I mean, Will Anderson is Will Anderson. My thought is uh, at this point, take O. Helms, who can't guard Hyatt, roll your cover three, send him down, <laughs> and put yeah. your other safety deep, deep, deep third, your and your other two corners deep third, and let him spy and let Will Anderson go. I mean, that's a better listen. It's not the best option, but it's better than what you did. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's flip to the other side of the ball just just for you know conversation's sake sure and let me just go ahead and say this about our defense it is week seven going into week eight right yep mm-hmm. it is who it is we are who we are defensively it's, yep. i don't think it's going to get better I, agreed if it hasn't gotten better by now if it didn't make that week one to week two jump and improve it's just not gonna happen and i don't know i don't know what the cause is but when it comes to a critical down it's a conversion. They're, I don't care who it is. I don't care what the down and distance is. They're going to get it. Yeah. And, and I, we, you know, you said that, and we, we said that, I think you and I, if we didn't say it on here, we talked about it for the Florida game and those critical downs and distances. But certainly Saturday it reared itself again. Um, and you talked about, again, they're just not clutch in those moments. And I wanted to dispute that. I really, really did. I was trying as hard as I could to just thinking about it. But – it's different ways. With Florida, it was holes in your zones at the sticks. With Alabama, it was a check down to Jameer Gibbs. It was yeah. Cameron Latu, which is more similar to the Florida situations. But, I mean, you're right. They're, they're not clutch. The, the pass rush may get there and force that, that long third or fourth down, but they're not getting there quite early enough on the third or fourth down to force a punt or a turnover on down. So, mm-hmm. you're right. I think they're just not clutch. Like we definitely talked about, we've got to have we've got to have dudes. We got to have more dudes in the front seven, and we need everybody we can get in the secondary. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will say this: we created more pressure than I thought we were going to. You know, we we, we 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 got to him a couple times, and even when we didn't complete a sack, you know, we we might have put him on the ground, uh, or 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 caused him to get outside of the pocket, or a number of different things. <clears throat> but the ability to finish a play where we get pressure is just so incredibly aggravating. Uh, yes. Because it, and and I, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer here, but gosh, doesn't it figure that we have such an elite offense? Yeah. And we just can't seem to figure out the defensive side of the ball, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it coincides with a bad, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to make a generalization here. It goes with a bad time in college football as a sport that that your defense is has the issues because everybody's starting to get more and more offense you know Tennessee certainly welcome to the 21st century but but it coincides with a bad time in the sport you know it's you don't see those low scoring games anymore um like we used to see so yeah it's a bad time hopefully hopefully recruiting picks up and fixes that rapidly it should I sure hope so. I mean, who who is a, a recruit in high school right now, whether offensively or defensively, not considering us? I mean, seriously, because even if you're a, if if you're a secondary guy, and you're you're a four star, five star, going holy crap, playing time, yeah, playing time. My offense is gonna score right. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna play a lot. Like, yeah, my, my offense is not going to win the time of possession, but I'm going to get to play, right? The snaps, Absolutely. Right? The snaps are going to be there. 
And, you know, if, if we as a unit can, can make some stops, then man, we're going to win ball games. Absolutely. And now, if I'm a receiver, if I'm a tight end, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a, if I'm any position, I mean, that gum, if I'm a kicker, yeah, right. I'm getting I mean, to play. Unless I'm a punter. If I'm a punter, I'm going, man, bump Tennessee. I ain't going there. <laughs> right. Bump that junk. But, but like, if, if we had a freshman or a sophomore kicker right now, and, and again, if a freshman or a sophomore kicker coincided with the start of the Hopple era, they would run so far and away with the school record for points. Yeah. Because that's the nature of being a kicker. You kick field goals and you kick six, seven extra points a game right now. You're going to run away with that record. Gonna run away with it. Run away with it. Just like so, I oh God, he just scored again, y'all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So uh let's um let's let's transition things here uh just a little bit. Actually, wait. We did this without Cedric Tillman, and we did this without Jalen McCullough. Yeah. Can you imagine? Which okay, so here's 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 what I was saying. Here's 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 validation of what I was saying. I think I think you and I talked about this off record. I'm not I'm not real sure. Maybe this was me and JP. I I don't remember. But somewhere along the line, I said I really actually don't want Cedric Tillman back for this game. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You said that. I think we both actually talked about it. You and I, as well as you with JP. Okay. I know for a fact you did with him. And my thought was, let's not mess up that chemistry that Hooker has going on with everybody else. And actually, the way that translates is, let's not mess up that chemistry between him and Hooker and Jalen Hyatt is, what yeah. it, is, is how that manifested itself. Yeah. I think that game would have been different had Cedric been there. But <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this, but the dude was – Cedric Tillman was elated oh, after yeah. this game, smoking one up. I mean – it, it is going to be so good to have him back because obviously he's done after this year. I mean, yeah. So, and uh, so the other side, Jalen McCullough, a couple thoughts here. I'm not convinced that a Jalen McCullough changes the number of yards that they put up, the number of conversions that they get. I think that's actually probably all the same. I don't know that it, there's much of a difference there. I agree. I don't, I don't think it's very different. Um, and, and we uh, have beaten the horse to death and buried it in the ground talking about just those guys being who they are. Um, I hope that the Nico Slaughter doesn't eventually fall into that category, but a lot of, again, we talked about the way they picked up the third and fourth downs, but a lot of the, a lot of the things were similar across the middle. Mm -hmm. I do think we played more man definitely oh, yeah. on Saturday than for sure we did against Florida and understandably so with the way that you keep your eyes on the quarterback versus the receiver and not letting Richardson get loose. Yeah. But I don't think McCullough prevents, you know, there's a Jameer Gibbs rushing touchdown where he kind of cuts it upfield on Trayvon Flowers and just leaves him sitting. Yeah. And, I, you know, I want to, like, part of me wants to blame Trayvon Flowers right there, but Jameer Gibbs is a stud. So I'm not going to go as far as to say that Jalen McCullough makes that play because there's been times where he hasn't this season and, and over his career. So I don't think much changes, but it is still impressive for communication purposes, for the stops that were had that Tennessee did this without him. Well, you and I pointed out during that game 
or maybe maybe I'm imagining this, but I do remember Trayvon making his way over to Danico and the inside corner on his opposite side, saying basically telling him, "Hey, here's what you're doing. Get down, whatever." Yeah. Um, maybe Jalen helps that a little bit. Sure. But you're 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 shaking bake that you had from Jameer Gibbs and Trayvon Flowers. I want to point this out for a second. I think he I think he does what he does regardless there. But Trayvon does not break down. He does not come upon the ball carrier, break his feet down, and and go through the process of making a tackle, which is yeah. butt down, head up, head across. He, I don't I don't know what that was. I agree. But anyway, I, I don't know that it would have mattered. Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm with you because Gibbs is that dude. I will say this: going into this game, I went the stretch play off tackle to Jameer Gibbs concerns me. Certainly, it was not an issue. No, it wasn't. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, four point three yards per carry for twenty four carries, one hundred three yards, four point three per carry, three touchdowns because he's that dude. Yeah, um, forty eight more yards through the air because. He's uh, he is a college version of what Alvin Kamara does with the Saints and at Tennessee for all intents and purposes. He's just amazing. Yeah, he, he's a quarterback's best friend, and it's it's a little bit different than just a traditional running back. But mm-hmm. he's he's tremendous. But yeah, I you know I don't think it changes a whole lot. Like you talked about uh, Flowers' approach on that play, not great at all, um, not what you want. But yeah, the stretch play. You know, again, Alabama had some success to the tune of 114 yards as a team rushing, but the stretch play didn't kill us. Nothing really did. I mean, it was just small chunk here, small chunk there. Uh, Gibbs had a long run of 26. That's that's longer than any run that LSU had. Um, <laughs> but but it didn't beat you. No, it you're wasn't consistent. Yeah, and our our run fits remain so good, so yes. so so good, and we yeah. held a. We held a really good back to – maybe held is not the right word, but I guess and since we're talking about a Jameer Gibbs, maybe held is the right word to 103, yeah. like you said. Thought we defended the run so, so, so well, which I am not trying to jump the gun here early, but it's what gets me excited to play Georgia because I – Kirby strikes me as that guy. It's like, we're going to run it. That's what we're going to do. Watch this. And I'm going after that Alabama game. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll be yeah, right. and I'll be fascinated fascinated to see Georgia's approach offensively because the worst thing they could do is either be stubborn about the run or to get cute. They 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 should do what they do best, get the ball out to the receivers, get the ball out to freaking Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, mm-hmm. find any way possible mm-hmm. to do that. And then also not Bryce Young, not Anthony Richardson, not even Jaden Daniels, but don't let Stetson run on you. Keep him in the pocket. Yeah. Keep things hectic for him. Yeah. Lots of pressure, I would hope for. Um, but yeah, I'll be fascinated by Georgia's approach in that game. And I actually want to talk about the game a week ahead of that one. I'll be I'll be really excited for Kentucky in Dingland Stadium, which will be a madhouse at 7 p.m. that day. But again, Chris Rodriguez has come back from his suspension running the ball like a machine. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see the defense match up against that. Absolutely. Do I think do I think Will Levis will have a good game against Tennessee? Yes, yes, because quarterbacks are having good games against Tennessee. Do I think he's probably good for a pick? Yeah, I do. But if he doesn't, I, their offensive line is not playing well right now. That that does not bode well facing Byron Young, Omari Thomas, Tyler Barron, <laughs> Bryce, you know, Eason, mm-hmm. Bonfus. It doesn't bode well 
Um, and Tennessee's been tremendous against the run. So very excited for the next stretch of games. Even for this UT Martin game, I need it. I need the UT Martin game like I need life after Saturday. <laughs> yeah, the run. The, yeah, just to continue with the run fits. I mean, just talk about a transition from year to year that I've 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 not seen in my lifetime. Listen, y'all, a little sneak peek of Georgia and Kentucky, and we're going to give you guys that free of charge. We're not going to charge you for that one. That one's, that one's free. little sneak peek action there. Uh, linebackers, just for a second. <clears throat> Man, Jeremy Banks, Beasley, and Juwan Mitchell are large in part responsible for the ability to defend the run, especially an Amari Thomas Got to give credit to some names that you've thrown out here as well and and, and Bumpus and Byron Young. And, you know, Tyler Barron is not panning out to what we hoped he was going to be, but still playing really well. I mean, they they like a they like him inside when we get into a third and long situation. They like to pursue. And and maybe that's something that we need to look at. I mean, because it seems that seems to be our package. Third and long, let's let's do this. But I don't I don't know what else to do obviously um corners for us uh i'll let you kind of highlight here linebackers corners you know uh, we talked to safeties a little bit and d-line you know what (sighs) say what you want to about our corners but it's it's it kind of again it it is what it is and one of those corners is is christian charles who was not recruited as a corner he was recruited as as a safety and he's got he does have great hips he can cover well, but you know, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want out of these corners? I mean, Kamal Haddon is is probably our best corner, and he's not great, right? And right? it's consistency more so than his technique necessarily. Although it's not, it's not wonderful, but it's consistency for Haddon because I thought he played his best game of the year. I think was that pit game, and and I think that's would be hard. It would be hard to convince me otherwise, at least, but. Ever since, you know, I think he had a hamstring situation Saturday, so his playing time was early and very limited. Um, but you talk about, like, D. Williams didn't get a ton of opportunities, but, like, everybody else that was healthy got a lot of opportunities. Christian Charles, Deshaun Rucker, Brandon Turnage played more. Um, I mean, it's refreshing that we're not just saying we, we do this at safety, but we don't do it at corner. We're rotating guys in. Maybe it's their health. I don't know. I'm going to watch this game again on Thursday. That's when it comes on the nearest that I was able to find. So I've got it set to record, and I'll be very curious to see if there's anything I can pick up there. But we're rotating guys. We're doing everything we can. Like we talked about, they played more man, and (laughs) Bryce Young's incredible. He's accurate. He he knows where a guy's going to be, when he's going to be there. It's a tough matchup. It's We talked about this game as a loss. A no question, no questions loss. So doesn't matter for me how Tennessee won it because they did. You do want to see this defense continue to improve, and they're still, I think, just taking those baby steps. They took a bigger step in the LSU game for me, maybe even a little bit of a step back here. But again, insanely talented team, best quarterback you're going to face all year. Like you said, what do you want them to do? They they can't sign free agents. The guys can't grow up overnight. You know, it is what it is. It's kind of a fuster cluck of of of, of that cornerback position because you get you got a guy in Christian who, who they turned to corner again in the summer. The transfer Kamal Haddon, 
you had the walk on. My question is, where's Brandon Turnage? Right? Why wasn't D. Williams getting that? Like, what is going on at that position? And the only thing that I can resolute in my mind while we're rotating bodies at corner and not at safety is that safety position is basically just acting as the quarterback saying, here's what you got to do, guys. Yeah. Here's here's the assignment. Don't bust it, you know. Yeah. And you know what? And, and even as bad as it's been, wasn't that pass to Jermaine Burton the longest pass we've given up on the year? Let me – let's see, let's see. That you pass know, to Jermaine Burton was – I could be totally wrong about yards. that. Um, technically, if you include the yards after the catch to uh, from Anthony Richardson to Keon Zipper, I believe that was something like a 44-yard pass, a little okay. bit longer, I think, for sure, in the 40s. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I, I'm, not, I'm wrong, not Burton, Earl. Oh, let's see. What, or, was, or was the pass to Earl, was that a deep – listen, y'all, I haven't had a chance to recap this or see highlights. I'm just seeing a 42-yard pass to Earl, uh, number 10 here for Alabama, yeah. 42 yards. But all about to say, like we haven't gotten beat deep, right? It's not right. like it's 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 we're we're doing this weird thing. It's this bending but not breaking. But my gosh, are we bending? We are bent in the most uncomfortable positions for extended periods of time. And I'm going, can we please just get off the field? Because if we can, we force them to punt. What once? We forced Alabama to punt. It wasn't much. It wasn't three much. times. Okay, three times. And I'm going, if, if maybe we can squeeze one more punt in there, I mean, maybe it's not coming down to a to a uh, last-minute, last-second field goal, excuse me. But sure. Alabama could be saying the same thing. Listen, hey, if we um, if we don't make this the most dumb non-football IQ play I've ever seen in my life, I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're saying the same thing. Yeah, I, absolutely. They – we're obviously biased. We've watched this game go the other way for 15 years. We've watched Alabama get, you know, some favorable calls in a lot of other games. And officiating is broken. That is the overarching sentiment. We're going to admit that. But the pass interference calls were pass interference. But still, if you say to yourself, you're Alabama, you gave up, or you excuse me, not gave up, you had 130 yards, I believe, in penalty yards, maybe even 140 that sure helped you lose. Uh, the special teams just absolute blunder by a sophomore. I can't even remotely defend that. That don't get anywhere near that ball. Just stay the heck away from it. Your return man got away from it as he should have, and you know that McKinstry's dangerous, so you know he wants to return it, but he got away from it. Smart move, and then you got a guy just trying to go get near the ball and pick it up. Can't defend that, but. It was right there for both teams. Alabama even they even delivered the the last haymaker in the game with that mm-hmm. defensive touchdown, mm-hmm. and, and Tennessee just didn't fold. Yeah, that's a big difference there. I mean, we're we're kind of removed from that part of the conversation at this point, but we didn't fold. We we yeah. we we basically said, all right, this this is the new obstacle. Let's go do it. But yeah. in in regard to this this special teams error that Alabama made, I just can't get over this because I've seen images and, and, and short clips on, on Twitter and whatnot. There's two guys in his line of vision, and he has to be thinking, well, they're not going for it, right? And it's not like he tries to get on it. Homie tries to pick it up. Yeah, he was wanting to run with it. And, and listen, Solon Page, as, as up and down as he's been at linebacker, like the, it's like he read his mind. 
my man wants to go for the ball here. He he absolutely shoves him into like orbit and it causes <laughs> the the ball to just kick out of there. So great play and great awareness by Solon Page, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like none of that made the Alabama player actually go towards the ball. Like just get away from it, my guy. I mean, had to be the longest weekend of his life. There was there were echoes in the in the in, in Neyland Stadium of what is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? You got to go watch the uh, Nick Saban on the sideline and read his lips because it is it is hilarious. What are you doing? Yes. What are you effing doing? Of course, he does not yes. say effing. He uses oh a, yeah. This is F word I've never seen before in my <laughs> life. I can't quite make it out. But anyway, so horrendous on, on, on their end. And you'd mentioned it, so let's just kind of get to it. The officiating. It, yeah. was, it was bad. And I'm going to sit here and tell you as a Tennessee fan, it, it was bad. It was bad. But I'm going to tell you this also. It's bad on both ends. Bad on both ends. Because um, – oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say I think there was – listen – let, let's let's do this. Let's sign, let me kind of segment this out. You in the stadium, we have no idea why the why plays under review. There's no replay. We get the the memo official review. We get the officials coming back out of that. There was no foul for targeting on the play. Yada yada. Well, it's a very dang close target if he didn't target. But I'd point you back to Hinton Hooker losing teeth in last year's game when a player launches into his face. Yeah. If you want to talk targeting, that would be my rebuttal. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is like a concrete response right here, but I am curious to know because so because my mind goes back after I've seen that clip, my mind goes back to 2019 Tennessee South Carolina where yes. Darrell Middleton, Middleton towers over. Yeah, um, is it was it Helensky at that time? I believe it was. And they, I mean, the dude is massive, and he's got to get down, and it ends up being helmet to helmet. Obviously, there's no launching there. Right. Is there launching from Omari here? I'm not real sure. Or is he just trying to get down? There's a lot of questions there. Yeah. I think I, nine times out of ten, though, that gets called. Agreed. That gets Agreed. Called. And you but know, there's, it would have been. I was going to say, there's also, there is also that nobody's talking about a launch by, it might have been Helms. I, I can't quite remember. A clear launching of his body. To the helmet to helmet to Hendon and nothing, absolutely nothing. nothing. So I, I don't. There's there there was an egregious no call of of defensive pass. We we murdered this guy. I yes. mean, we turned his face mask. There's a no call. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about that one in the end zone then, where they yeah. called it on Alabama or they called it on us, but it should have been on Sean Rucker. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with all that said, like. Let's not just look at one side of this because it was it was bad on both sides. And if you're going to say, well, yeah. Alabama got, you know, this many, and Tennessee only got this many, how many of yours were false starts? You also and, had a de- you had a delay a game in there, and you should have had more delay a yeah. game, at least at least one more. But I'll say this also, uh, they when they were on our end uh, of the end zone, I believe it was early in the game when they were deep. We got a hands to the face. We we hit Young in the face. Yeah. No call. And I'm pretty sure yeah. it happened again. Yeah, it may have. Yeah, they let Tennessee be, Tennessee be aggressive with Bryce Young. And, you know, I've watched enough football to know that it's not as simple as this game was played in Neyland Stadium and last year's game was played in Tuscaloosa. I know it's, I know it's not that simple, 
also know that it happens in every conference and in every game, but consistency can't be that hard, especially, especially with it's, it's like a week by week revolution of protecting quarterbacks, especially in the NFL. I know it doesn't impact the college game that much, but you have to see it. You have to know when the quarterback goes down that he didn't just trip. He got took down. Was it on time? Was it clean? Mm-hmm. And I just don't know why consistency is that hard. There's way too much money at every turn in college football for it to be this inconsistent. There's got to be a way. While we don't have literal chips or technology in the football yeah. to correspond with the chains and the goal line, just you can't explain that to me. I mean, if you're again, let's we're talking officiating. So Tennessee's first touchdown, I think they scored on the play prior where there was no look into it. But the touchdown is called on second or third and goal where Jabari Small may not have gotten the end zone, but I do think he did the play before that wasn't looked at, but they look at the play that was called a touchdown, can't overturn it, touchdown stands. They look at Jalen Hyatt's second receiving touchdown in the corner of the end zone, the front corner. Mm -hmm. They deem that as a touchdown. I do think it was. But think about the time that we could shave off of these games by making simple, simple fixes of just – it can't be that hard. It just really can't. Why can't we get more camera angles? I mean, more it's, camera angles. it's 2022. We got all these, we got all, we got all this technology and we have all this money in this industry. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. But Hey, listen, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I, we, I know that we have Alabama fans who, who regularly listen to the show and I thank you. I appreciate you. And, and, and uh, I just, I just want to say that we're going to sit here and acknowledge that it was bad, but I'm, it was bad both ways, both ways. And there's there's images and videos out there to to validate it, but at the, at the end of the day, how long has every college football fan been complaining about officiating? So at this point, I think we just need to realize, you know what? It is what it is. Does this crew need a job anytime soon? No, they don't. <laughs> they're bad. They're yeah. bad. But. It's kind of a part of the game now. It, it kind sure of just is. is just kind of just is what it is. And I think there is some uh, a tribute, I guess might be the word, to having home field advantage. You know, maybe there's some kind of thought running to the back of their minds. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But yeah. I, do, I will agree that it was egregious, that it was uh, ridiculous. I don't know how it keeps getting worse. Nah, me either. When you have to go back and look and, and see what down you're on, you're not a good crew. <laughs> no, you're not a good crew. You're not a good crew. I mean, one of those guys got to step in and say, "Hey, ref, it's 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 third down." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not that hard. Not not that hard. But at the end of the day, you know what? It doesn't change the final score. Even though, have you heard this? I don't Bama, know. Apparently, the message boards on Bama, and I would love for a JP to confirm this if he's listening. But apparently the message boards on, on the Bama boards are flying around that they're trying to take this to Birmingham and get this game neutralized because it was so bad. Now, I just um, want to say this. Let me just say this. If that's what we're going to do, can we go back to the 2017 National Championship game? Can we go we back to, to last year's Tennessee-Alabama game? Can we go back to uh, what year was that, 2015? 14 Tennessee Florida where Florida kicks a game winning field goal after the play seconds after the play clock has expired. Yeah. Can we do that? 
Is well, that let's what, do it. I mean, if that, is that what we're going to do? It. And this, that's not a shot at JP. Or, I'm just saying, like, he's just knowledgeable. And it, yeah. if he was one of the first to congratulate us, I mean. Absolutely. So, not shots. And, like, this, you, every fan base has got him, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just the ignorant. Hey. hey, let's do this. Let's go actually two weeks back now. And let's let's give Texas A&M another down, one more play from the one foot, yard, the one or two yard line. Because let's talk about that. That aggressive play by Terry on Arnold that looked like P.I. to me. Yeah. Let's I do mean, it. Let's, let's run it back. Let's do it. I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, so I'm, I'm here for that. But you know what? Going forward, you're, you're not going to get that neutralized, whatever yeah. that means. I guess asterisk and it doesn't count. <laughs> whatever. Oh, That's man. not going to happen. I will say this, though. If we make it to Atlanta, and I'm not saying we will because I'm going to stick – with my prediction and say it's a loss to Georgia just because yeah. I'm I'm still in Neverland. I don't know. I don't want to play them again. I don't. I don't. You know, I, I really don't either because they don't. They. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but they don't get cooked by Jalen Hyatt if there's a rematch, I don't think. Oh, yeah. That, um, boy, that boy's jammed at the line, right? Yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, he's getting something different. You know, I don't know what it is, but, no, I don't want to play them again. I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for keeping Will Anderson off of Hendon Hooker again. I mean, I know he was neutralized and 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 really kept in check as much as you can for a guy like him, but I don't want to have to do it again. I don't want to have to do any of that again. But yeah, yeah you're right. Um, I mean, if if Tennessee beats Georgia, I would be shocked and and just blown away that it wasn't Alabama and Atlanta should that happen. Yeah. And 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 ESPN even knows like kind of what we're getting at here because Alabama does this thing that when they lose they just don't lose again. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know this, but Alabama hosts Mississippi State. Yeah. Saturday. The ESPN FBI has Mississippi State at a 9.2% chance of winning and, this game. And they're a 21 point a three touchdown underdog in Bryant Denny Stadium. That's strong my boy and you've got it you've got to believe that there's some people in in vegas some of them going listen listen y'all you need to chill out because tennessee just put stuff on film for mississippi state to use right yeah no it don't matter (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it don't matter that that benefit of the doubt is real um you know give me bama by 35 (laughs) yeah no i think they will too i really do because they've not been able to keep, keep uh Will Rogers clean against Kentucky, against LSU. So good luck Saturday. I mean, yeah. Usually when Alabama loses, the leg gets swept. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, that's that's fascinating. I don't. I, I yeah. So I don't. I don't know what else to say. Pretty much at this point, other than Tennessee fans, you need to turn up some. I hate Alabama. You need to. Well, I hear. Okay. Okay. I'll go ahead. No, I do. I do know what I say. I do know. I do. I know. I do know. Um, favorite part of the night, obviously, from everything that took place and kicking a game winning field goal. Favorite part of the night is when the stadium turned up Dixieland delight. Absolutely, clutch move, clutch move. I don't know who was responsible if it was Sterling Hinton, if it was just you know your standard audio operation folks, but <laughs> clutch move. Give us our song back. It's a song about Tennessee, Tennessee byway. Anyway, so on a Tennessee Saturday night, too, by the way. And secondly, was. the only thing, the only thing that could have made that night better was Hendon Hooker leading the band. Yes, that as well. Don't know why that didn't happen. 
Oh, and I can tell you why. I can tell you why. You know what? You know where he went after that game was over? He went to mama. He went looking for his mama. Dude, mama what, hook. Good for him, man. Class act. Absolutely. Kid. Class Absolutely. Act kid. I know his family is everything. You can hear it just if you listen to him a time or two. His family is everything. Um, I mean, he's he's a veteran. He's a he's an old college football player, but he was in in the hospital there at, at Virginia Tech preseason, and he he got a real scare. So everything is just ultra important to him. Huge family guy. Again, talked about it preseason. I will ne- and the dude has gone and beat in Florida and Alabama. I'll never be able to put into words lyrics i could write a song i'll never be able to put my my love for him and hooker in just i could never say it a conversation that we need to have in the god awful off season is where does hen and hooker fall on the all-time tennessee quarterback list and the all-time how much do we love you tennessee quarterback list because very very high because right now and I, I was a big fan of Dobbs. He's, oh, yeah. He, he's just above Dobbs right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, he's uh, didn't do well against Florida last year. Had a heck of a game against Bama last year. Played well against Georgia last year. Beat Florida. Beat Bama. Can you turn around and beat Georgia? As of right now, if I'm a – if I'm a – and I'm, I'm really trying to see this unbiasedly. If I'm a Ohio State, if I'm a Michigan, if I'm a Clemson, you know, a USC, TCU, whoever is in playoff contention, I, I just don't know that I want to play us. If I'm a defensive I coordinator, agree. I'm going, dear God, no. Yeah, you just put it all on your offense that day to somehow outscore them. But I was thinking about this at some point today is – and, and listen, we may not get the chance until a bowl game should we not make it to Atlanta and, and so on. I'm not even going to go down the, the many dream avenues. This season still has legs to take potentially, but mm-hmm. I like our chances against anyone except for maybe an Alabama rematch and that Georgia game will still scare the daylights out of me. But, I mean, you talk about some of these other teams that are up there. I, I don't know how well we'd match up with Michigan. But I think it's very possible we could match up with Ohio State because I think we just played their offense, essentially. We just played Mm. kind of C.J. Stroud. Mm. Um, And then you look at Michigan, maybe we would match up okay there as well because they're more run-oriented through Blake Corum. Mm -hmm. Their defense is maybe even stronger than Ohio State's. But Mm. look at Clemson. You know, they're not absolutely just lining Mm. up the scoreboard. But that defense is nasty. That defense is nasty. So the teams that scare me the most are still Alabama in a rematch. Uh, because they're not coming back to Neyland Stadium, and then yeah. Georgia and Sanford Stadium in just a few days from now, just a couple Ab- weeks. Absolutely, yeah. I I want to play Georgia more than I want to play Alabama again. Yeah, I don't I don't like a second shot against Saban. In fact, we've already seen that play out twenty one years ago. A second mm-hmm. shot against Saban. Yep. Um, but you know, if 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 Tennessee finds stops, which could be easier, could be tougher against Georgia, then it could be a very very interesting game. Yep. Yep. Hey, let's end the show with this. Unless you have anything else, I'm going to throw a stat out there. I believe I sent this to you, but I just want to read it for the Pandemonium Reigns fans. And listen, y'all, our name has never been more true because Saturday was Pandemonium. And listen, Pandemonium, Pandemonium Reigns podcast is undefeated. Undefeated. We remain undefeated. We uh, Tennessee volunteers are undefeated since the beginning of this podcast. 
Anyways, stat teams in college football history to start six and zero, beat four top twenty five AP opponents, and score thirty plus points in each of its first six games in a single season. That list consists of the twenty twenty two Tennessee Volunteers, and that's it. That's it. Ain't nobody else. And I and I want to I want to end that because this this segues well. We've we've talked about the pit game and how that's changed. We've talked about the Florida game. We've talked about the LSU game, you know, and how maybe they're not necessarily top 25 wins. However, that led me to, to some curiosity. And I thought, okay, well, Ohio state's still a top three team. Who have they played? Okay. Well, they beat Notre Dame get week one, 21 to 10, an ugly win. Right. And Notre Dame ugly. Notre Dame is not good. They're coming off a loss to, to, to Stanford. Stanford's second win of the season. Yeah, yeah. They beat Arkansas State. They've beaten Toledo. They've beaten a Wisconsin who just fired their coach. They've beaten Rutgers. And they've beaten an underwhelming Michigan State. And they're getting ready to host Iowa, who has scored 47 points on the year. So... You're you're gonna you're gonna travel to Penn State after that. You're gonna host. Uh, you're gonna travel to Northwestern. Whoop de doo. You're gonna host Indiana. You're gonna travel to Maryland. That might be decent if they can match score for score. Well, I and believe you I play saw Michigan. that Tagovailoa is badly hurt, so okay. probably not okay. a game. Okay, so you have two games on your schedule: Penn State and Michigan. That's it. That's what you got. And you got Penn State that Michigan just walloped. Walloped. Gave them a yep. good old waxing. So right now, Michigan is more impressive to me than Ohio State. Will they be able to beat them two years in a row and start their own streak? God, I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. That'd be awesome. But, but yeah, the one last thing that I wanted to mention is that that late money or that late spread movement from Alabama to like a touchdown favorite to like nine, nine and a half late before the game, maybe even Friday, early Saturday. Looking very interesting right now. I, that was a that was a bad bad omen to me. I mean, it didn't. I wasn't worried about Bryce Young because I, I I thought he would play. I thought he would give it a go. We got the best Bryce Young that that we've seen all year. Just about. Um, it didn't matter, but that was a bad bad omen to me. I don't know why that line moved that direction. Vegas probably lost a lot of money because we know that this game was the most bet game of the week, and that far and away more money was put on Tennessee than Alabama. So does it make sense? Vegas lost one. You'd love to see it in this situation. Yeah. Speaking of that, I, I don't, I can't ever recall a college football weekend where one game has dominated the conversation like this one has. And, I, and I've tried to go back in my mind to, I went back to what they call the game of the century, 2011, Alabama LSU. Yeah, my mind didn't let me go that far, so I, <laughs> so I don't remember. But in in recent memory, you know, dating back to say 2017, I just can't can't think of anything. And we were talking about what an awesome college football weekend this would be with three matchups of top 25 teams. What an awesome week it was going to be, and it was. But this game dominated the scene. It was a long football game because that's what CBS does. And it doesn't hurt my feelings that Tennessee won it, but it was it was an incredible game, incredible yep. ending, incredible game. Yep. And props to TCU for pulling out a double overtime. Amen. That that, that nobody is talking about. Right. Yeah. Out of boy to y'all guys. Sorry, guys. 
our bad. <laughs> I want to end by asking you one question. Let's do it. What are the odds, percentage wise, that Tennessee Georgia is three thirty CBS? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, especially. I mean, if we do what we're supposed to do and we beat and we beat Kentucky, then yeah, absolutely. Yep. CBS three thirty. That's what we did. We did CBS three thirty a hundred times in twenty sixteen. We're on pace for a third. Um, hey, maybe maybe everybody on game day um, will pick Tennessee to beat Georgia, except for Kirk Herbstreit. That would make me feel really good. Which is crazy because that would mean arguably twelve and zero if we beat Georgia. Which right now, right now, right now, barring no horrible injuries, or the floor is eleven and one. In year two, and we were underwhelmed by the hire. I'm sorry. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh I'm Apple. so sorry, Josh Apple. I'm a dirtbag. Sorry. Sorry, man. Props to our president who said, uh, you know what? The uh, tearing of the goalpost. Hope we do it every year. <laughs> we'll do this every year. I'll be do glad. It. Do it every year. Hey, guys. Thank you so, so much for listening to Pandemonium Reigns. Handed a guy behind us our uh, Spotify link, so hopefully you got a chance to listen in. He did give me a follow pers- on my personal account of Instagram, so that, so that was neat. Appreciate you listening. If you're following on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hitting the like button. That helps us so, so much. Thank you for sharing, so make sure you're pushing those buttons. I do, Michael, I, you, and, we, you and I owe oh, one more thank you. Thank you. We owe one mother. big thank you. Thank Linda you Tucker and G O A T and and her hubby, her husband, my pop pop for buying us those tickets. Yes, my mom bought those tickets. Merry Christmas to us. Yeah. So, my gosh, what a woman. Appreciate you guys letting us tickle those ears. We are going to leave you with the beautiful sound of John Ward and his famous two words, pandemonium reigns. We love you guys so much. God bless and go. Balls. Pandemonium reigns.